Every single day, the oceans of the world go through a cycle with two high tides and two low tides. For thousands of years, no one knew why the tides rose and fell, and even today, most people only have a vague idea of what drives the tides. They dictate the lives of many people who live near the sea, and we might even be able to harness their power in the future. Learn more about how tides work, and why it's far more complicated than you probably think, on this episode of Everything Everywhere Daily. This episode is sponsored by ButcherBox. Summer is right around the corner, and that means cookouts. No matter what your preferred food is for a cookout or a barbecue, ButcherBox can help you make it the best. If you want to serve up some hamburgers, ButcherBox has grass-fed ground beef to make the perfect smash burger. Want to cook up some steaks? Well, ButcherBox has that too, with some of the best cuts of steaks such as New York Strip, ribeye, and filet mignon. Do you like grilled chicken? Well, ButcherBox has some of the best pasture-raised chicken that you will find anywhere. And if you really want to wow people at your next cookout, you can try grilling some of their wild-caught salmon on a cedar plank. Sign up at ButcherBox.com daily and get a special deal. ButcherBox is offering my listeners a free-for-a-year offer plus an additional $20 off. You can choose salmon, chicken breasts, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at ButcherBox.com daily and use code daily to choose your free-for-a-year offer. Plus, get $20 off your first order. This episode is sponsored by Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond Bourbon. I recently had the chance to try Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond, and I can attest to its exceptional aromas with hints of caramel and vanilla intertwining with its oakiness, which provide a well-rounded flavor profile. Taking a sip is akin to experiencing a piece of bourbon history firsthand. Heaven Hill Distillery may be America's most quintessential bourbon distillery. Established in 1935 after the end of Prohibition, the distillery was established by the Shapira family and has remained a family-owned distillery to this day. In 1897, Congress passed the Bottled in Bond Act, which set forth strict rules for any bourbon labeled Bottled in Bond. Heaven Hill Bottled in Bond Bourbon goes beyond the stringent requirements of the law by aging its bourbon for seven years, not four. The end result is a gold medal-winning bourbon that truly stands out. Available nationally, look for a bottle at your local store. Heaven Hill Bottled in Bond. Heaven Hill reminds you, think wisely, drink wisely. Humans have been aware of the tides ever since they were aware of the ocean. However, no one was really sure why the tides came in and out. Most cultures did realize that the tides had something to do with the moon. After all, it wasn't hard to figure out that there was a high tide when the moon was visible overhead. Explanations as to how the moon caused tides were different in almost every culture. The Yongul Aboriginal people in northern Australia believed that the moon would fill up with water and then be emptied into the sea. In ancient India, there was a belief that the waters expanded because of the heat from the moon. Some ancient Greeks did believe that the moon controlled the tides, but believe it or not, Aristotle was not one of them. Muslim astronomers in the 12th century created tables of the tides, but they thought it was due to reasons of astrology, and in fact, thought that the tides proved astrology to be true. As astronomy became a more serious science, most astronomers still believed that the moon influenced the tides. Oddly enough, Galileo was one astronomer who ridiculed the lunar theory of tides. He thought it was due to the rotation of the Earth and its revolution around the Sun. The person who finally got it mostly right was, not surprisingly, Isaac Newton. 
So, what exactly is happening with tides? What makes the tides go in and out? Most of you probably know the basics of how tides work, but it's actually much more complicated than you might realize. Just to recap for those of you who don't live next to the sea or have lives that require paying attention to the tides, there are two high tides and two low tides every day. The high and low tides are separated by approximately six hours. However, it isn't exact. Likewise, the height of the tides will vary based on the time of day, the day of the month, and the time of the year. Most people think that the gravity of the moon attracts the water, which causes the tides to go up and down. There is a truth to that, a big truth, but that would actually be far too simplistic of an explanation. To understand exactly how the tides work, let's assume that the Earth is the same size but has no land. It's just a ball of water, and the water is of uniform depth everywhere. And I'll call this theoretical Earth. Most people think that the moon orbits the Earth. Again, this is true, but the model of the Earth and the moon that you might have seen in school models or in diagrams and books doesn't really capture what's going on. Rather than saying that the moon revolves around the Earth, it's more accurate to say that the Earth and the moon both revolve around the center of mass of the Earth-Moon system. The difference between these two statements is small, but really important for this topic. The center of mass of the Earth-Moon system lies about a thousand miles below the surface of the Earth at whatever point happens to be facing the Moon. That point is what the Earth and the Moon both revolve around. The Moon doesn't revolve around the center of the Earth. In this system, the Moon is gravitationally attracted to the Earth, and the Earth is gravitationally attracted to the Moon. This pull is what causes a high tide. Water is a fluid, so it can easily flow, and that flowing water will rise. Tide levels can change dramatically depending on where in the world you are, but the average height of a tide is about 3 feet or 1 meter out in the open ocean. Believe it or not, the same gravitational pull which causes the seas to rise also affects the land. Land tides are a thing, but because it's a solid, it doesn't flow easily and most people don't even know it's a thing. It is possible for land tides to trigger geological events such as earthquakes and volcanoes. So if the moon is gravitationally attracting the water, which causes a high tide, why are there two high tides per day? There should only be one high tide if this was the only thing at play. The second high tide takes place on the opposite end of the Earth. The reason why there are two high tides has to do with the fact that I just mentioned that the center of mass of the Earth-Moon system isn't at the center of the Earth. The other high tide is due to the centripetal force of the Earth. Because the center of mass of the system isn't at the center of the Earth, it has an imbalanced effect of how it pulls water to the opposite side from the Moon. I should note that this is a different effect from the centripetal force which comes from the rotation of the Earth. That force is applied equally, and it's what causes the Earth to bulge ever so slightly at the equator by about 7 kilometers. These two high tides, however, are not equal. The high tide that faces the Moon is known as the high high tide, and the one away from the Moon is known as the low high tide. The reason why the low high tide isn't as high as the high high tide is for the same reason that the high high tide is high. Got that? Centripetal force pulls the water away from the moon for the low high tide, but the moon still exerts a gravitational influence on that water too. It isn't quite as much due to the fact that it's on the far side of the earth and it's slightly farther away, but it is enough to slightly offset the centripetal force, thus making the low high tide a bit lower than the high high tide. Just to complicate things, 
The high, high tide doesn't point directly at the moon. It points slightly off-center due to the rotation of the Earth and the movement of the moon, which are both in the same direction. Now you might be wondering, if the moon can exert a gravitational influence to affect the tides, couldn't the sun do the same thing as well? After all, the sun is vastly larger than the moon. The answer is yes, it can, and it does. Everything I just explained about the Earth and the Moon also applies to the Earth and the Sun. The only difference between the size of the gravitational effects is due to the distances involved. The Sun is 27 million times more massive than the Moon, but 400 times the distance. Now, it might seem that being 27 million times larger would overwhelm being 400 times as far away. However, the inverse square law actually makes the Sun have less of an effect on the Earth than the Moon. For the Sun to have the same influence as the Moon, it would need to be 64 million times larger than the Moon at the same distance. The solar tide is only about half as strong as the lunar tide. In fact, the ancients didn't even know about solar tides because the effect is overwhelmed by lunar tides. The main solar tides manifest themselves by augmenting lunar tides. In addition to the tides that change every day, the size of the tides will change throughout the lunar month. When the moon is in alignment with the sun, or in opposition to the sun, or in other words, when the moon is full or new, it's called a spring tide. A spring tide occurs twice each month, and it's when the tides are at their highest because the lunar and solar tides are augmenting each other. The opposite of a spring tide is a neap tide. Neap tides occur during a quarter moon, whether it's waxing or waning. During a neap tide, the low lunar tide is overlapping the high solar tide and a result in the lowest tides in a given month. This monthly cycle of spring and neap tides gets even more complicated. This is because the orbit of the moon around the Earth and the orbit of the Earth around the sun isn't a perfect circle. The moon varies in its distance by about 13%, but the gravitational attraction can be as much as 33% greater. Likewise, the distance from the Earth to the sun can vary by as much as 3-4% to each year. Once about every 18 years, all of these forces can align to create what's called a supertide. During a supertide, certain places on Earth can actually experience coastal flooding. Earlier, I talked about a theoretical Earth without any land. Of course, the real Earth does have land. The differences in coastline and bodies of water can result in massive differences in the actual level of tides. Looking down on the Earth from the North Pole, the Earth rotates counterclockwise. So, as the Earth rotates, the tide can result in a massive amount of water that sloshes across the ocean. It's as if it were a massive global wave that keeps going around the world. If the geography of a location is just right, it can funnel that water to exaggerate the magnitude of the tides. The place where this funneling effect is most pronounced is in the Bay of Fundy, which is the location between New Brunswick and Nova Scotia in Canada. Here, the daily tides can rise and fall by as much as 16 meters or 52 feet a day, compared with the global average of just about 3 feet or 1 meter. The place where you can notice the height of the tides the most is at Hopewell Rocks in New Brunswick. You can literally walk on the seafloor, and then in a couple of hours, you can go kayaking in the exact same spot. The fishing boats in the area will literally be grounded at low tide, and often rest on their side until the tide comes back up. And it's really quite a sight to see if you're ever in the area. On the same note, there are also places in the world where there is no funneling at all and the tides are abnormally small, like in the Gulf of Mexico. All of these different factors make tide tables very difficult to compute. Not only are there different cycles within cycles, 
but every location is going to have localized conditions that will result in their own unique tide levels. Given that the tides are affected by the sun and the moon, you might be wondering if they're affected by other planets. And the answer is, technically, yes. However, the influence of other planets is so minute that it can barely be measured. Tides also happen to be one of the biggest potential sources of clean energy. Plans to generate power from tides include massive underwater turbines that would turn when the water goes in or out, as well as tidal barriers which would function like a dam and route water through turbines. Currently, the world's largest tidal power facility is located in South Korea, and it can produce 254 megawatts of electricity. So, I hope you can see that the tides are far more complicated than they originally seem. It isn't just a matter of the moon's gravity causing tides, although that's obviously a really big part of it. There are cycles within cycles and geographical conditions which will determine tide levels all over the world. Everything Everywhere Daily is an airwave media podcast. The associate producers are Thor Thompson and Peter Bennett. If you'd like to support the show, you can do so over at patreon.com. And remember, if you leave a review or send in a question, you too can have it read on the show.